I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. The new LFC 24-25 season Nike Home Kit is out now. Buy it today, along with our new goalkeeper kit and training range at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening, welcome to Premier League Forecast, the FA Cup special brought to us by bookmakers.com. It's me, Chris Brack, it's Kev, it's the other one, I mean Luke, because come on Luke, I forgot your name twice now. Um, and we've got a new guest on, we've got Jafo from, oh, fans, Wolves Fan Podcast, is that right? Yeah. I got that Wolves wrong. Fancast, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's close. It's close, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I'm great, thanks, uh, happy new year to you all, hopefully you all... Uh... All enjoy the new year and get some uh, some good results for, for Liverpool. Hopefully, not on the weekend, though. So, <laughs> Listen, hopefully, we'll, hopefully, see a bit, bit of an upturn. It went, went grabbed up until New Year's Eve, then we kind of forgot. Off, we kind of forgot to play football after that bit. So, you know, <laughs> Luke, you're back. I know I'm back. I know people thought you'd left. I'd what, forgotten you. I'd he forgotten didn't. you. I'd forgotten you. That's as long as I've seen you. He didn't, didn't even remember my name. I know, went the other one, you know. <laughs> the one always said to be stick normally, so, you know. You all right, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not too bad. I've had a nice three weeks off, not watched a lot of football. That's probably a good thing. Careful but I'm back on, now. Careful what's going on. We've got the wrong contracts. He's had three <laughs> weeks off. Sean, he's had three weeks off. <coughs> Keith's yeah. had three weeks and half a show off. If you watched last night's show, Keith's Wi-Fi went walkies halfway through, which is quite, which is quite funny. Oh, well. Yeah, it was... It was, uh, it's, I mean, look, it, Luke, let's put it this way, mate. Performance wise, you ain't missed much. The only game I watched was Brentford. The only game I watched over Christmas was Brentford Liverpool. Oh, I'm blaming you then, Luke. It's your fault. It was all right. Though. I thought you were talking about us. I thought you were talking about the performance of me and you, Kevin. 
<laughs> nah, it's it's been uh, look. I've enjoyed the week, mate. It's been quiet. I enjoyed the shows this week. Some really good shows all week long. Um, last night was brilliant as well. Um, but third round of the FA Cup, it's like one of the one of the dates in the calendar that earmarked, and I think it's it's mainly a thing in England more out more than it is for fans who are outside of England. The FA Cup is heralded as the bill for domestic cup competitions. So you always hear see new managers when they first come in, their first press conferences, they're, they're always asked, uh, the FA Cup, what's your first memory? And what have you. And we'll get on to our memories later on tonight. But there's... Um, Luke, the chat wants to know, did you get robbed? Because you haven't got loads of stuff behind you. Yeah, no, I was wondering. I'm downstairs. I'm downstairs. Don't worry, my oh. office is still as messy as ever. Oh, that's all right then, because people get people get concerned about you. But yeah, as Kev's leading in with, um, we'll start there with some very sad news. Uh, Gianluca Vialli, unfortunately, uh, passed away today uh, after a, a battle with a cancer. Kev, what a player. Yeah, um, Gianluca Vialli, if you... I mean... Golazzo, isn't it? it? You think it, of... You yeah, think of you think of Golazzo and you think of him and you think of him in the Stampdoria kit and a full head of hair. <laughs> You know, it yeah. wasn't until he went to Juventus that he uh, he looked, he shaved the head, and yeah. he looked proper mean. But he, him, he was he was up there at the time as one of the best strikers in world football, and he pretty much won everything. Um, as a player and as a manager, he he was so successful on and off the pitch. But my my lasting memory of Luca Vialli isn't the goals at all. It's gonna it will be. The image of him and Mancini after winning the um, Euros. Europe, the Euros at Wembley and <laughs> seeing him on the pitch, he'd, he'd had his first, he'd had his diagnosis in 2017, and he'd been in remission. And you knew that the eventuality that this was going to come, but when you saw the pure emotion in the two of them, the two of them have been their careers are so linked. You know, Viali and Mancini, as players, as coaches, as managers, and on opposite dugouts, he's he's unreal. And the thing is, if you go on YouTube and you watch a compilation of his goals, you go and watch his goals, right foot, left foot, head, volley, bicycle kick, outside the box, dribble, free kick. He could do everything. He, he was just, I suppose, he was unfortunate that R9 was around. Mm. You know, if R9 wasn't around at the time, he would have been right up there at the very tip top of the, I mean, listen, of the as, world game. As a, as a player, he was brilliant. I mean, he, he won two Serie A's. He won about four Coppa Italias. You know, he won the Champions League. He was a runner-up runner in the UEFA Cup as well. And then he went to Chelsea. And I'll be honest, when he went to Chelsea, that was seen as a, it was a bit of a coup, really. Because I was like, I didn't think he'd go to Chelsea. And he, he went to one things with Chelsea and then became the manager and, ca- and carried on winning as a manager as well. He's very, very likable as well, which is yeah. very hard for someone who plays for Chelsea. But actually, he was, he was extremely likable. He was. Uh, he was one of, he was one of the guys that you'd look at and you're like, you just you wish nice things for him. And yeah. You see the tributes that have been paid from players who played with him, fans. But rival managers, rival players, and... People who were who were in TV, even the guys like Ian Wright and Roy Keane, who were on uh, Punditry tonight for ITV, glowing, glowing tributes for him. And 
it, it's because he's 58. And it's fa- when Klopp did his press conference today, Klopp's 55. And mm. it's like, you know, when it was Pele, it was a long illness. He was into his 80s. It was like, you've had a really full life. But what is someone who's 58 struck down with years ago? That's when it's a tough mm. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really sad, really sad loss for football. And, you know, hopefully his family are okay. But yeah, so so that wasn't a big start today. So looking at the FA, we'll, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll do some quick fire round stuff looking at the FA but we'll focus on one of the bigger games. So Sunday, we've got Man City at home to Chelsea. Now, Luke, probably when this was drawn, we thought, oh, this, this could be a tasty game. However, since then, I think Chelsea have got about eight players out injured. Apparently, they're the only club that gets injuries, but they've got eight players out injured. And I think City have literally got Laporte out, and then they've got um, all the World Cup lads who will probably start this game. So, I don't know how do you see this. It seems to me like I would think a fairly routine City win. <clears throat> I think this game's come at the wrong time for Chelsea. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if not City will go full strength. I will imagine that they'll rotate pretty heavily. Um but yeah, it seems pretty straightforward for City. Chelsea under Potter haven't really gotten going. Obviously, they've got loads of injuries. I think I watched a little bit of the of the end end of their Premier League game. Thought Chelsea did the right keeping the ball, um, but apart from that, they've got nothing up front, nothing to worry City. So I imagine it'll be a pretty routine win for City. Maybe two, three, maybe four nil. Just depends on. It just depends on if City want to have a hammer home going through with not they just want a nice quick one two goals and then we'll just keep the ball for the rest of the game so i think that'll be a game that for for the neutral probably you'd want to avoid watching because you it's 90 percent chance that chelsea are going out yeah uh, jafo how are you sort of seeing this game yeah i mean it, it's like you say chelsea just haven't performed under potter and uh, it, they just seem to be Early Chelsea under Abramovich again under Todd Bowley. They're just trying to throw money at a situation, but just not getting results. I mean, the the money that they're talking about for Enzo Fernandez is is ridiculous. Um, but I can't see what Potter's doing with his um, with his game plan. He's, he's struggling to stamp any sort of authority and and identity onto a team. You know, um, it, there's no cohesion. There's no consistency, and for that reason, you know that. As we were saying before the show, uh, they're probably not going to finish in the top four, and and as you say, should be a routine win for City, bar some kind of upset. Do you think Potter's in? Do you think Potter's in trouble? I mean, he's only been there a short period of time, but Chelsea aren't <clears> renowned Jafo <throat> for um, sticking with managers very long. It only takes three months with yeah. Chelsea, and you, that that could be you done pretty much. It's it's tough, and 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 to be honest, he probably does need a summer transfer window. I think it, it's to only give him a January would be. To be harsh because as we know it's, it's it's tough to get players in during the January window and and to really change something halfway through a season is is you know difficult and um what he wants to do and what he wants to do at Chelsea is is mold the club in his, his vision in his mind and, and he's finding it difficult without his players you know Kukurea's come in you know he's he says he's looking at Fernandez but really you still got players like Aspelicueta there who've been there a long time and and you know, Thiago Silva at the end of his career, there's going to be some kind of mass overhaul needed eventually. Um, and hopefully Potter gets the chance to do that because he's deserved it. The work that he did at Brighton was fantastic. And I want to see him succeed because th- there's not many English managers out there who, who've done what he's done and, and, you know, achieved what he has. And to see some English managers out there 
doing well and big clubs would be quite refreshing. Okay, mm. how do you see? Because I mean, for Potter, now some of these players obviously they're not they're not the ones he's bought, but experienced players like Koulibaly, Aubameyang, they're just not working out. Both keepers seem to be a bit of a disaster class at the moment. I mean, the City winner the other night was schoolboy stuff um, from a goal from a very experienced goalkeeper. And unfortunately, their, their most key player is probably Pulisic and, and Kante, and they're both injured, and both injured quite a lot. Yeah, it's. I mean, they've spent ballpark three hundred million, mm-hmm. and they're looking. They brought in a player, a centre back from I think it's Monaco or Marseille. Yeah, a young a striker from a young striker from Mold as well. A young striker from Denmark, um, highly rated for Fana. Um, Brazilian youngster as well, I think. Yeah, lined up. It, the thing is, you can see the the paw prints of Potter and the um, the team that he's brought in in some of the transfers, but by no means all of them. The Aubameyang transfer was it made no sense. I mean, he's a checkbook player, always was a checkbook player, always will be a checkbook player. And Koulibaly is a good defender, but you put him next to. Thiago Thiago Silva, for me, is still the best reader of a game as a centre-back in the world. I put him up up there with anyone when it comes to reading the game. But there comes a point when your your mind wants you to do something and your body says no because father time is catching up. That's where you need legs around you. And Koulibaly doesn't have those kind of legs. Cucurella looks a very expensive player at 62 million at the moment. When he was brought in, you know, that was top dollar for him. And you look at it and you think, okay, there's a rebuild needed at Chelsea. But the problem Chelsea have is Abramovich ran up a 1.6 billion pound debt. Got wiped out. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it was wiped out, but it cost 1.6 billion to build and and keep that team where it was in a 40,000 seat stadium in the most expensive area of London that it is to build, where you've got building restrictions left, right, and centre. They can't expand Stamford Bridge anymore. He committed to staying at Stamford Bridge, which means to stay at Stamford Bridge, they have to move to Wembley, apparently, for three years, demolish Stamford Bridge, build down 60 to 100 feet, and rebuild from 100 feet lower than where they are, to expand the stadium up to where Tottenham Stadium is and where our stadium mm. is going to be. And they're the kind of things that if Bowley doesn't want to have that kind of that level of debt for the long term, then he's going to have to address an awful lot of Chelsea. He he's going to find it very to... difficult to even do anything with the stadium because I think Chelsea fans own the pitch and apparently it's... they've been quite vocal about yeah. not touching Stamford Bridge. And yeah. If Bowley's going to be interested, he's going to have to somehow change their minds, or else. Well, no, not, it's not, I think I think it's because they can't move. So if he's going they to dig it move up, it, if he's yeah. going to dig up to regenerate it, that's what yeah, they, they want. can't move from Stamford Bridge to the ground. So they have to stay there. But the only way they can stay there is to go down uh, to build up, and the cost of it. You're talking. I've seen reports of over two billion of a stadium build. So, yeah, this. I mean, you think Tottenham's ground was, was one billion. That was a fresh, yeah, you know, fresh site. Fresh site. So, and yeah. the, how was the other new burn about? That's cost, that's probably similar. That's probably similar, mm. but that yeah, looks fantastic. But, that, but I mean, I don't think that was two billion. I think that was close to the Tottenham. Yeah. 
one billion. But look, every which way I look at it, to, for the inve- the amount of investment that he's made, he's not going to want to go out in the, in the third round of the FA Cup. No. Chelsea, for all of their, you know, the result didn't go their way the other night. But the performance wasn't terrible. They threatened City at, at points in that game. And the thing is, I don't think they'll change much about their lineup, but I think City will. I think City will make changes, but the difference is, I suppose... Their changes when, are probably when, like Foden and Alvarez coming in. Exactly. It's going to be... When when City rotate, they're rotating six, seven players out mm. for six, seven players to come in who are all internationals. Yeah. You know, whereas if Chelsea did the same, when you look at the injuries, they br- they brought on three kids the other night, you know, and yeah, yeah they were okay they did, right, the kids, in, but, in the last but it, 15 minutes, but you can't start them. Not away at City. No. Yeah, so I expect City to go through, What's but I don't think going? it'll be. I don't think it'll be easy. Uh, and I, and you know what? This was one that wouldn't surprise me if it went to if it went to a replay, and neither side want the replay. Go on, give I us hope they get it. I really hope they get it. Give us a score prediction. I I think one one. I think one one. And I really hope it goes to a replay, and I really hope it goes to extra time and penalties as well, just to spite them. Yeah, I think that I'd like that too, but I'm going three one city. Uh Jaffo, what are you, what, what are you going? Uh yeah, I, I probably I'm going three three nil city. I, I can't see Chelsea getting anything in that game. Luke, you're being very flattering, Chris, saying that Chelsea are gonna score for three nil city. Well, it's an on goal. Oh. <laughs> it'll be an on goal to score, you know, it'll be that new sub goalie they've got, I can't remember his name. I just signed a fiend from Leicester, are they? Was that sorry? Yeah, <laughs> I designed a fella from Leicester. Yeah, they've been watching his training sessions. About face. <laughs> I, I that'll um, never. He'll never live that down. The poor fella. Ah, well, can't be helped. What's the score? Did you say, Luke? You gave about seven, three nil. You stuck on three nil because you gave about seven oh, yeah. scores before. Cool. Right. So we're going to do some quick fires off in a minute, but first we're going to talk about FA Cup memories. And Luke's already laughing. So just a little bit, a bit of a peek behind the curtain here. So I messaged Kevin Luke and said, listen, what are you going to say for your FA Cup memories? Because there's no point in all saying the same one, because that would be rubbish. Luke, what's your FA Cup memory? Now, me and Kev knew that meant you know, your favourite. Uh, Jafo, if I say, what's your, what's your FA Cup favourite to Wolves? It'd be your favourite. Luke says, Liverpool losing, losing to Oldham. Oldham. I was like, oh, all right. That's a, I was like, it's got to be one of those shows. <laughs> it's got one of those shows. Gonna get, it's gonna get, this show's going to take an interesting turn if this is the way we're going. So uh, I'll let you redeem yourself, Luke. Give us one of your FA Cup memories. <clears throat> well, this one isn't a memory so far back. This is actually goes back to last season, uh, the FA Cup semi-final. Is that because it's, um, it's the only one you can remember? Is this because it's the only one you can remember? Yeah. Considering that when Chris has sent the message, I'm in the middle of work. So I'm thinking... I mean, to be fair, I did send it to you at nine o'clock in the morning. thinking good or bad? So I thought I just put the bad one in. I thought we're going through FA Cup shocks or something like that. No, not, a pre, not, um, a pre- not, not Oh, what's the best memory? I thought, oh. <laughs> on a preview, <laughs> on a preview, <laughs> on a preview show. I'm gonna try to be positive. Post show might not be that way, but preview. I'm gonna try to be at least a little bit happy about it. My God, <laughs> that was not a bad game, though, was it, Kev? Uh, beating City. I'm just literally looking it up here now on um, on nine uh, three two. Look, you know better than to come to me to talk about you talk know, us through the goals, Kev. Can you remember any? Yeah, no, not a single one. <laughs> you, can't really one. Man, you can't really say him money tackling the keeper, which is the funniest thing. Charging down the keeper like a game of you know what? I swear to God, 
when it comes to remembering individual games, I'm hopeless. There's a reason why I'm crap at quizzes. But <laughs> the thing is, normally when it comes to the domestic cups the last five years, knowing what we needed to do to keep in touch with City, I was really couldn't get invested in the domestic cups at all because I just thought if we have to do 90 plus points with the squad that we have, I was just praying to rotate heavily and just get through the rounds and do what you got to do. If you get knocked out, so be it. I wasn't that invested either way. This but year I am. This year, this year I am. 100% I am. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Yeah, it's, it's just like, and what you know, anytime you beat City is good. I don't remember the goals. I don't remember the game. I remember the final, and I remember it was a snooze fest and it was nil-nil and oh. we won on pens. But in fairness, that final that we when we won it last year, we were lucky to win it. You know, Chelsea were probably the better side over the the ninety minutes and the extra and the extra time. They just don't know the offside rule, do they? Unfortunately, no. And, and you know what? As I Luke Luke's favorite game was that my fa- I mean my favorite game. Oh, John's put uh, Michael Thomas scoring against Sunderland in the FA Cup with ninety two. If you've not seen it, YouTube that it's a cracking finish, brilliant yeah. technique. It's really, Kev, you'd like it. Just what I, I'm sure you. I will, but uh, I, d- it's, I can it's remember this one. <laughs> go on, what's the one you can remember? Then we'll go to the my, Yeah, look, my my favorite cup memory is the '86 cup final. Luke, how old were um, you in '86? Were you like wasn't even born? <laughs> wasn't even born. Wasn't even a, a flicker in your daddy's eye. Not even that. I mean, '86. <laughs> I was I was only three, so you know. So. <laughs> Uh, makes it worse but Liverpool against Everton we'd won the league so we were going for the double and back then the double was rare you know it it really didn't happen it was so off the wall that you could be this successful and I was looking I was Paul's Paul's going down the Luke route LFC in those white suits oh god yeah that was horrendous but you listen listen to this Liverpool lineup from eighty six, okay? The eighty six final. Grablar, Mark Lawrenson, Jim Beglin, Stephen Nicol, right. Ronnie Whelan, Alan Hansen, Aglish, Craig Johnson, Ian Rush, Jan Mulby, and Kevin McDonald. Oh bad side though. I'll tell you what, Steve McMahon was on the bench as an unused sub. Which is a bit mad, isn't it? Jan Molby had two assi- and the two assists were unbelievable. But to be fair, Everton were the better side up until Rush scored the opening goal. Mm. And the Molby pass to put Rush through was just such a brilliant slide rule pass. I think it was through the legs of the centre half and Rush tucked it away. The second one Molby put across, it was, it was like a, a Raheem Sterling back post tapping. For mm. Craig Johnson, and then Ronnie Whelan put one in for Ian Rush to finish it off. But I was I watched the highlights back of that game, and the commentator was on there, and he was on about Gary. This is just before Gary Lineker went to Barcelona. That was the game. He's Lineker scored their the opening goal in the game. He scored Four. forty goals that season. Lineker was forty goal. goals. If you forget Lineker was an unreal striker. It was brilliant. And then Rush Rush going into the game. Rush finished that season at 34. You know, mm. and you talk, I mean, I know they played probably more games, but it was weird watching the game back today with the um I was watching it back 
with the back pass rule and oh yeah well you could keep pick it up you're like what are you doing yeah but you, you know, realized like... you realized in how direct football was you know Sorry, and so. like you how you really had to be good you had to have proper control and that everton side as well wow oh, that was great side. serious um, side uh jonathan's caught with a, a cracking non non-liverpool one uh mickey thomas's goal for Wrexham to beat arsenal 2-1 yeah. It's, remember it, that. it's a David Seaman goal as well. Absolute beauty of a goal. It's well worth if you can't find it on YouTube, and it, it's a ridiculously brilliant. It, goal. Oh, it's all it is on YouTube, hundred percent that goal. Because I remember when Grandstand had the um, score. Yeah, when they were given the scores, they actually had cameras there, and they went and showed the goal. That's how crazy it was. They went and showed the goal during Grandstand. And it was just like, it was mental. It really uh, was. Mega McCallum with everyone's favourite, probably. Gerard's goal, second goal in the FA Cup final against West Ham. Yeah. Surely, Kev, even you remember that one. Yeah. And yeah. you listen to the, he's anytime he's interviewed about it after. He said, I've got he cramp. Just, he, yeah, he was cramped up to death and he just twatted it. He said, <laughs> the ball came at me and I just hit it as hard as I could. Do you know what I mean? Wrestlers who uh, played like, not who felt like you're kicking on football going, you got cramped, you're going, oh, I can't be bothered now. I'm not thinking of cracking it from that distance. Is un- yeah, un- unreal. Right, Jeff, we've, we've done too much talk about Liverpool now. Let's hear your what your Wolves FA Cup memories. Uh, there's two that come straight to mind. I think the, I think the game when Lambert was in charge and we won at Anfield was, was brilliant. I was, I was at that game. Um, I, was at that, I was at that one as well. I wasn't yeah, so happy about that. And Andy Vyman doing his best uh, no-look finish impression as well. That was a great, great day. He did, he did that back to back because he'd done it the year before when he was playing for. He did it when he played for Villa as well. Yeah, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was just such a great day. But the, my favourite probably was under under Nuno when we uh, we beat Man United in the quarters. And uh, Diogo Jota that day was unplayable. He he made um, Luke Shaw look stupid. He bodied him as they went over the halfway line, run the full length of the pitch, just smashed it past the hair, and it's just. That was just a great time in our recent history where everyone was like super excited for where the club was going and just the atmosphere was un- unreal. And it's memories like that that really, you know, stay with you for the rest of your, your life and, and things like that. It's just the noise, the sounds and, and, and seeing, you know, us, us dethrone a club like that in the manner that we did was just unreal and magical and, and say I'll remember it for the rest of my life so we, we, we could do a fit a fit a jotter ourselves at the moment Kev yeah you're not wrong kid <laughs> oh. uh, Dylan's also put uh, Michael Owen's second goal in the in the 2001 FA Cup final against Cardiff it's a great it's a great great goal really good ball yeah, yeah go on then uh, go Wigan on. beating City in, in the FA Cup final in 2013 ah that yes was... Even though it was two Premier League teams, Wigan were about to go down and mm. City were having an, an up-and-down season after winning the league the year before. And that FA Cup game, the Ben Watson header got Mancini the sack shortly yeah. afterwards. It's probably the biggest FA Cup shock. That's final shock, well, I would say. My very first memory of the FA Cup full stop was Ricky Villiers scoring for Spurs. I think it was oh, yeah. um, 81. I'd been about nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 81 because that I, was. I, a, I think the wrestlers weren't born then, Kev. But <laughs> that I've was seen, a Spurs side. You had. You think about it. That was a Spurs side that had two World Cup winners in yeah. Ozzy Ardiles and Ricky Villa. And Spurs players, and, it, Spurs and the year ended in a one. So yeah, 
Ricky Kelly was a ridiculously good player, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's a really good goal as well. It's a really good goal. If you ever look at compilations of of FA Cup great goals, but I suppose back then the F the FA Cup really was your annual. The FA Cup was bigger. It was it. It was bigger than the league for some people. That's how it was because it was the only time you'd have live live TV, but you'd have live TV football on for some of the round for the later rounds. You have, and it's the same today as well. You have more away fans at, at FA Cup games than you do normal league games. So the atmosphere is always better, always better at the FA Cup games. And you know, I expect that tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Anfield, eight o'clock. It's the place is going to be bouncing. It has to be. Okay. Yeah, because Wolves will have the whole bottom half of the Annie Road. Yeah, end. exactly. And it, so, it does make it does make it. Um, it just it just improves the atmosphere. Generally, we have more away fans in, so it does help. Not uh, quite, Jonathan. Not quite. Uh, Jonathan said still in black and white. To be uh, fair, John... I, I to be fair, I actually did watch it in black, the black and white telly, and I, and I did watch it in the black and white portable telly. So Jonathan's happy. Yeah, John Summer saying best player to play days. for Wolves and Liverpool is Emily Hughes. Not yeah. a bad shout. Yeah. Not a bad shout at all. <coughs> Outrageously good player. Um, right, what can I try? So I, I've because it's the third round of the FA Cup, and because they Everton likes to go out in the third round of the FA Cup, um, <laughs> I've got two, which is Liverpool one, Everton nil, uh, Van, um, uh, which was a uh, Curtis Jones, and Curtis literally, Jones, yeah. literally a load of kids because I think we start with a load yes. of kids with Lalana and Milner. We brought Nat Phillips back off loan for one game German, that for this it. game. And then sent him back alone to the same club, which is the, <laughs> which is this pro shit house with that just to bring a player back for one game. And James, I remember the route he started left back and got injured, well, and then got the Milner came yeah. on for him. No, no, no Keanu Hoover did Keanu Hoover come on no, in that game? Uh, or was that the um, that was the no, game that was the Wolves game. from the season? That was the Wolves game, wasn't it? That's where Wolves beat us. We're not talking about that one, Kev. <laughs> we, got, right. we got beaten that one as well. <laughs> um, no, uh, Milner started left back. Uh, lasted five minutes, pulled his hamstring, and Larucci came on at left back. So, ah, right. so it was literally yeah, yeah. Jones and Lalana were the centre mids, and then it was kids, just loads and loads of kids. Bad. Yeah, Chiravella played. FA Cup as well. Was it Shrewsbury FA Cup or League Cup when we were that out? Was FA, that was the FA Cup. That's when um, Klopp said because it's um, it's our we're on our preseason mid season break. So he literally played the under under twenty ones. So because that. In. The truth be, had her own goal. Yeah, the TV wouldn't it? show it, and you couldn't find it anywhere. It's really difficult to get a stream for it because they wouldn't tell about um, the BBC. They didn't give the tele- television rights to anyone. Truth management was not happy about it. Yeah, you but, can imagine. Yeah, that was yeah. actually a question that was brought up in the press conference today, because apparently the FA, the Premier League, and the Football League had a meeting today about um, about that very subject uh, about the. Uh, about trying, yeah, about what to do with the third, with the replays for the third and fourth round, and I like Klopp's answer actually. So look, look, it's not the answer to this isn't to play more games. Mm. Figure but, something else out. There's that, that was it. He said, um, "Do you agree with it?" He said, "Yeah," because you need less games. He said because of where we are. So we play in Europe. We play a lot of games. Uh, that's it. That's just just the way it is. But then he said, hey. "But lower like lower league side says it's the lifeblood for him." And his answer was, "Well, you need to think of a better solution where 
lower league clubs aren't desperate for. Because it's also it's not great planning. Is we need an FA Cup replay to keep the club going. You know, it probably is. More money should go from the top into grass into grassroots yeah. and lower leagues, which is whether it's a bigger share of the away gate or a bigger share of the TV money. Mm. Or as I heard on Gav did his show on bookmakers.com and it's on there. The link is in the description below for their YouTube channel. The show went out today and Gav actually came up with a really good idea. And it was along the lines of, um, it'll come to me now. What was it? It was, um, it's fucking escaped me. It'll come to me in a second, but it was basically abolishing the third and fourth round replays, but making the winners of the FA Cup, you give them the fifth Champions League spot. I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. The new LFC 24-25 season Nike home kit is out now. Buy it today, along with our new goalkeeper kit and training range at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. Because mm. next, UEFA are changing the the order, the governance yeah. for and awarding five. an extra slot to the highest, the country with the highest coefficient, which at the moment is England. So that fifth, if that fifth spot went to the Champions League, then does it get, does it go by to the default, fifth, but does it go to the fifth spot or does it go to your no, leg, it, it, it's, old, no, it goes leg, to the league. Leg, oh, I thought it was, I thought it did that whole legacy bollocks thing again. No, it goes to the league, and then what it is, it's up to the league how they want to how they want to give that off. So if the league turned around and said, okay, this is going to the FA Cup winners. That in turn would bring in more sponsorship. There'd be more money for everyone down the line. Because in truth, you could winning the FA Cup is not financially rewarding as getting into Europe and being in the Europa Conference League and the Europa League proper is more rewarding than winning the FA Cup. But you and being mark- in the Champions League dwarfs all of it. But you can market you know? it like um, like we do with the uh, the playoff final. The playoff final is crashed as the hundred million pound game now. It's it's very because it's getting into the Premier League, yeah. Getting into Europe, you know, especially if it's it probably. But the thing is that the way the FA Cup's been the last couple of years, it's generally been one of the top four sides that have won it anyway. So it generally go to whoever's fifth, fifth in the so league. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, Jafo, from your perspective, yeah. what's your sort of view? Replays, keep them, yeah. scrap them. If we scrapped them, what, what would you do? What would we do different? I mean, personally, what I would do is I'd seed teams. So if they're, say, if you've got a lot of League Two teams or National League teams, I'd seed them so they, they got the home draw. Um, so then they could have 100% of the game. Um, I think having them play like teams like Liverpool or, or you know, or ourselves um, at grounds like the race course with Wrexham and people like that who are down there, it'd be That's great. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be to, to, to see these big clubs go and play at grounds like that. And and it's having to adapt to win games in these situations is a lot harder. So it gives mm-hmm. them a big bigger chance of going through to the next round. And I think I think somebody put in your comments as well about the ones that go to second second legs or, re, or replays, they're generally won by the favourite anyway. So 
to to, to um, you know to make them play again. All right, it's great for the money and bringing in funds to a football club, but invariably they have no chance of going through. So you might as well just put it all on one game, giving them at their ground, and and you know have that experience that you know fans can enjoy. I like that idea, Kev. Yeah, I do as well. Actually, it is a good point. If you if you draw anyone from League Two or below, the League Two or below side guaranteed the home draw. Yeah, or at least have the, also, have, have the option. Have the option of the home home. draw. Yeah, but at least then you sort of go in. So you, you always fancy you always fancy a chance more at home. You know. Yeah. I remember us, us going to uh, Exeter and Shrews, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury as well, and they're dogs of games. They're yeah. absolutely dogs <laughs> of games. But the TV loves it. And there's all, there's more you're more likely to have FA Cup shocks in those type of games, hundred percent. Which is what the TV well, wants. You remember well. when Liverpool played Wimbledon as well? I think we beat them in ninety minutes, but that was heading for a replay as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thomas scored it, against his boyhood club. Yeah, so you know there are a few things like that. So right, Jeff, we'll keep we're gonna do quick we're gonna do quick fire. So I'm gonna shout one, we'll start with Jeff, then we'll go to Luke, then we'll go to Kev. I was just all I need your score. Uh, Palace Southampton. Uh, one-one replay. Luke. Two-nil uh, Palace. Kev. Two-one Palace. Two-nil Palace for me. Uh, let's do one. Gilligan against Leicester. Ooh, I said uh, so. I think we talked about this one before, and I think Jules might sneak this. So I, I'll go with the one-nil Jules. I've, I've got the same score. Luke, what have you got? Gillingham uh, penalties. So replay and penalties. Oh, replay, replay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, okay, cool. Kev? Uh, I think Leicester will have enough. Um... Oh, come on, Kev. Don't spoil the fun. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I think, oh, they'll win two... I think they win 2 0. Brendan close yeah. to the sack. Yeah, I just don't I want think, to I think get close, sack. I think he's close to that anyway, to be honest. Yeah, he doesn't need any help there. Okay. Uh, Spurs against Portsmouth. Ooh. Spurs are going to win that. They, they need they need the result, don't they? Mm. So yeah, probably I go go three one, three one. Luke uh, two 0 Spurs. It's not going to be pretty. Kev, I have four 0 I'm going to go two 0 Spurs, but it'd be like a late second, uh, not not the most pretty. Let's go through these. Any other exciting ones? Oh, Blackpool Blackpool at home to Nottingham Forest. Yeah, and Forest have been in bad form, and they um... and Forest play you guys on. Wednesday in the EFL Cup, don't we? Yeah, and I think before getting ahead of ourselves into talking about that, get how we probably line up against Liverpool. I think that that game is probably both in our, us and our Forest interest. Um, I think well, that could be another one that goes to a real. I got two two on that one. I'm two two good replay. Luke, uh, two on Blackpool. I got two on Blackpool. Kev, what have you got? Nah, Forest will Forest will win that handy. Three oh, okay. nil. Uh, Bournemouth. Against Burnley, Burnley are absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah, championship. Companies doing a good job. And Bournemouth aren't. <laughs> so these are actually closer than you think when you think the league table was. Yeah, I think Burnley probably sneak that by one goal. So probably I go two one on that one. Okay, Luke, I go three on Burnley. Kev, yeah, I think two two one Burnley. I'm going to go one nil Burnley. Okay, right. Let's see if there's any other good. Hull at home to Fulham. That'd be, do you know what? I know Jeff. Jeff. 
Jeff, yeah. you got you shoot. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, I yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot in it, and I think that's probably what you're going to say. Is there probably won't be a lot, um, and I'd, I'd probably only go one nil on one nil to Fulham. I think they'll probably just about scrape it, bring Mitrovic off the bench or something. Mm-hmm. I've got two one to Fulham, Luke. Okay. Um... Sorry, sorry. What was the game again? I I, I was just Hull. checking the embargoed section. Hull um, against Fulham. It's not for exciting. The chat, I'll go two 0 I'll go two 0 Fulham. If it's anything exciting, the chat will tell us anyway. Um, it's yeah. Alison Becker's going to be the FA Cup keeper. That's it. Oh, okay. That's a. So Kelleher is not expected to feature for Liverpool again this season unless Alison picks up an injury. Ooh. That probably means he's off in the summer. Well, it's, I mean, to be fair, he has come out and said that in in a paper as you. Well. Put a pin in that, Kev. We'll talk about that when we talk about Put teams. a pin in that one, yeah. Yeah, because um, that, that puts to part what you and me were talking about earlier. So, anyway, Hull against Fulham, mate. What have you got, Kev? Uh, Fulham should win that uh, 1-0. Okay. Right, the, la- the next All-Premier League time, Brentford at home to West Ham. I'll go first. I think it'll be 3-0 Brentford. Because West Ham is dog shit. And quite frankly, I think they only care about the league at the moment because they're in dire trouble. Yeah, I think Moyes has, Moyes has previous with that. You know, when he when he's had, had seasons where he's been struggling, you know, he, he's ripped the cups out, uh, off completely. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. I'd, I'd probably go 2-0. Uh, Brentford. Um, I'll go 2-1 Brentford. Kev? I think West Ham will win it. Oh my God! You're very contrary today. No, the re- I think they'll win a two-one. Uh, the thing is with Brentford, Brentford are a very good side when they don't have the ball. You look at their record against sides when they're playing on the counter; they're very, very good at it. But in games that are fifty-fifty possession, they can get caught. And West Ham, I think, if Antonio's fit, Antonio will play. And even though they're right down the bottom of the table. They've got enough quality. And the reason why, you know, there's no consistency in a lot of these Premier League sides. And the fresh competition, just like a breath of fresh air, just it's, it does, it's, they've got nothing to lose. So I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham went and won that 2 1. Okay, okay. And last quick fire one. I mean, there's loads more fixes this, but, you know, we'll be in all night if we do all of them. Uh, the last one is Cardiff at home to Leeds United. I think we were talking about it before Cardiff have dreadful season. They've had a dreadful past couple of years, really. They've had a complete rebuild and having to bring in managers who've not got experience. So it should be should be easy for Leeds, I would have thought, but it's one of them. I, I'd go two one Leeds, but maybe it'll maybe it'll be a run over, I don't know. Okay, I've got two nil Leeds, but I think it'd be a late second if they if they get it. Kev? Uh three nil Leeds. Cool. Luke. Uh, one nil Cardiff. One nil Cardiff. Just, just well, be Why not? You're not right. going to mention Wrexham then, no? Because does sorry, does somebody live near Wrexham? Is a Wrexham yeah, fan me. here? Oh, me. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because what's his name there? Yeah, what's his name? What's <laughs> his name there? If you could, yeah, you'll, you'll be coming up with a Deadpool mask next week. Come out, Wrexham. <laughs> go on then. No, no. Go on, uh, I'll go three one Wrexham. Who did yeah. Wrexham play? Coventry, uh, Coventry away. Oh, okay, cool. 3-0 Coventry. Uh, <laughs> I got 2-0 Wrexham. I, I do fancy him myself. Kev? Uh, 1-0 Wrexham. Come on, Coventry. <laughs> bring, back, bring Kelly McAllister back just for that one game. Right. 
Well, we're going to go into the Liverpool game in a minute, but I think we need to talk about this Kelleher stuff uh, because, oh, the chat's got very, very upset over it. <laughs> so uh, if Keller is to leave Liverpool, we better put a buyback clause in the deal, which is Megan McCallion, which is right. Kev, we've talked about this before saying, yes. do we do with Kelleher what Chelsea did with Courtois and put him on a two year, put him on a, send him off somewhere? It's this year, you go in for two years and we're not going to see you. So basically, you, you're gone, and we have a back, either a buyback or it's a an agreed to your loan where you, there's no callback. You basically, you are whoever's keeper, and you go. Uh, Chris is saying, you know, Kelher deserves to, pl- to play regular football elsewhere. He's good enough to play football elsewhere. I mean, for a keeper, he is young. He is very, he is a, a young 23, keeper, I think. Which in keepers, yeah. in the terms of a keeper, is quite, he's he, very old. He's a baby. Yeah, Danos is saying, bet we keep Adrian now. I don't think so. Adrian's contract's up at the end of the season. I think Liverpool are yeah. already looking for... If Keller goes, I think they'll look for a, a substantial number two. And then I think it'll be... Um, oh, the Tom Lages. Davies. Harvey Tom Davies. Davies. Or the, uh, the lads on load because of... Padluka. Uh, Padluka, yeah. I think one of them two will be the number three. That's yeah. what I think will happen. I think it'll be a kid as your number three this time. Yeah, look. Um, um, look, truth is... Surprised by it? <laughs> I'm surprised that Klopp has decided to say the only reason I'm thinking and I'm just mulling it over in my head. We have to sell someone. All right. Mm. We have to make room in the squad for someone. But he's a homegrown player. That's why I don't doesn't make yeah, sense to me. But I, I know look, he's going. He's going either in the he's going in the end of the season. He's already made the noises that he wants to go and play first team football. And wouldn't blame him one bit because if he wants to play for Ireland. He's got to get ahead of Bazunu. Bazunu's playing for Southampton. And even when Bazunu was playing for Rotherham, Bazunu was starting ahead of him because he was playing. You look at someone like Ilan Melier at Leeds, is touted about a potential move from the French press. Kelleher's the same age and arguably as good a keeper, but he doesn't play enough. And he's 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 gonna to have to move. Now, if it's a case to we could sell him now in order to one free up spot, two free up funds to target a, a midfielder to come in. Fight, I'm okay with it. If not, you'll sell him in the summer. Either way, he's going to go for decent money because he's really highly regarded. He's really good football over his feet. And as we've seen, he's a really good shot stopper as well. So he's a, mo- he's a, he's a modern goalkeeper, isn't he? He's, lot- a very, he's a very modern goalkeeper with his best years to come. You know, it's, it's just a case of. I think for his sake, I hope he picks the right club uh, and he doesn't mm. just, you know, take a, a sideward step. I think he'll this go. Why, this is why I think Liverpool might ha- might help I, him find the club. Yeah, I th- I like the idea of the buy. I'd love to see him go out of the Premier League. I'd love to see mm. him go to Germany or go to Spain or go to Italy, you know, and just go on, go on a two-year, not a two-year loan, but sell him. But have it that you have first refusal at a certain percentage above mm. what you're selling about. Be smart about it. But in doing that, know that you're going to get a reduced fee. If you do that, you're going to get a reduced fee initially for it because you're not going to get mm. top whack because you're trying to control the destiny of the player in two years' time when the buying club might want might not want to do that. Yeah. So it is, it is going to cause issues, though, because... We're losing two homegrown players in Chamberlain and Milner. Milner. And the, the other reason Kelleher's also a, a key one is he's a 
club grow, grown player, they call them. Yeah. And this is why we were discussing the other day, Kev. That's why Liverpool could only name a 24-man squad in the Champions League. It's because we haven't got enough club grown players. So the likes of yeah. Trench, Curtis Jones, Kellis, they've come the homegrown, but they've come through your academy. Whereas Henderson's and Milner's are homegrown, but they've, they've not come through your academy, they've come through somebody else. It's kind of the benefits of having someone come through your yeah. academy. Which why I already don't want. Uh Laszlo's saying cancel Mello, can't. can't. It's not in the deal. Uh Juventus wouldn't do the deal without it. You know, everyone could say like, "Oh, we should have, we should have put a break clause," but got the wrong UV midfielder. Uh, but they wouldn't agree to it, and also, yeah. well, the other midfielder you talk about, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give them to us. So, no, yeah, that's so we're, we're stuck with a little bit. I'm a little surprised, but there's a few quotes coming out saying um, from Klopp from last year, which basically says Allison has always been the FA Cup goalkeeper. He only we only used Keller in the in round four because Allison had just come back from a knock, so we didn't uh, want to do him back to back. Don't think that's true. Looking, though. That's, well, I'm thinking, I think well, that's true. Well, if you look at last season, he played every round the FA Cup bar one, Allison. Mm. Yeah, so, that's true. So maybe that's how that's how they're spinning it. So I'm a little surprised. We, you and me did a team, we'll do our team in a bit, Kev. Um, we generally thought it was going to be... Um, it was going to be... Callers. Callers. Yeah, I had, yeah. No, I really like him a lot. I mean, look, I'm biased anyway, 100%. Not only is he Irish, but he's from Cork, same as myself. Is he Irish? So I, no, didn't you know? You've never mentioned <laughs> no. none of the lads on trip really? ever mentioned this lad's Irish. Ever. That's right, because there's a couple of lads that I want to talk to Jeffo about in a minute. Uh, uh, are they Irish as well? <laughs> could be. Could, could be. be. Well, no, one really? One in particular. Um, and it's not Nathan Collins. Oh. Um, mm. But I was... I I know he's going to go in the summer. You just know. Because you can't keep a, a second, a keeper, a number two, who's that good. At a club, it's not right, and it just means to me that the youth academy have done their job absolutely spot on, mm-hmm. and we're going to maximise what we get in for him when we do sell him. Even if you put a two-year break on it, the odds are Alison's not going anywhere in two years. Alison could probably play for Liverpool up until he's late thirties, no problem. You know he looks after himself really well. So I'm, I'm stuck without. I'd love the option, but to be fair, I wouldn't mind just cashing in and getting as much money as possible and reinvesting it elsewhere in the squad. Can he play midfield? It's funny enough, no. He can no. play up front. He played up front when he was a young player. It's not good enough. It's no, not good he's, enough. Good. he's got the size yeah. as well, to be fair to him. Go on then. Let's talk about Wolves. You you, you asked Jeff how you want to talk about them. Jeff can give us the uh, the rundown of well, how I watched, I, I watched Wolves the other night. I uh, watched mm-hmm. the full 90 minutes. I was really impressed with the first 45. Um, they were really good. Uh, Lopetegui looks like he's got them really organised. A uh, lot better than what they were. Without the goal threat, but even in the first half against Villa, local derby as well, so the atmosphere was white hot. Uh, Pedence, it was a, was a real threat. Um, how likely is it that he is missing for tomorrow? Yeah, I think he's he, probably he went up with a knock, didn't he? Yeah, he's probably going to miss out tomorrow. Um, they don't want to risk players when we're going into say such a busy period. Or say we've got Forest as well on Wednesday, and we're still fighting tooth and nail to try and stay in the league. So, you know, Mister Lopetegui, you're going to risk players if if he doesn't need to. Well, I mean, if he, how surprised were you when? You know, large went and mm-hmm. up rocks the former Spain, former Real Madrid, 
manager to yeah to a side who's struggling at the bottom of the of the league with great contacts with great agent and a really good squad a squad that is underachieving massively but how surprised were you that you were able to attract Lopetegui to the club I mean nothing surprises me in the wall sphere anyway but but uh, I mean yeah I mean <sighs> your viewers might not know and your listeners might not know that he was literally probably 20, 30 minutes away from being Wolves manager when we were in the championship before we um, we got Nuno. Uh, he was pretty much signed on the dotted deal, dotted line, um, he'd done the deal, but Spain then rang and said, okay, do you want the national team job? And he was like, yeah, sorry, lads, I'm going to have to go and take this opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime uh, thing. So I'm not surprised to see Lopetegui coming in eventually. Uh, and, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy to have him as part of the club because, as you say, there's, there's been an upturn and you can see there's a big difference already between Bruno Lage's Wolves side and Eulen Lopetegui's. Uh, the young fellow I wanted to ask you about was Hodge. Yeah, good old Joe. Little Joe. Yeah, yeah. He, ca- he came on the second half against Villa. He looks really composed, really mm. comfortable on the ball. Tell me a bit about him because I literally don't know anything about this kid, even though he's he is Irish, but I, I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's somebody who, who got his, his chance probably down to Large getting sacked um, because when, when Large was removed from his job, they brought in the academy guys to, to run the first team. And he, he got some opportunity. And he's, he's a very, as you say, he's slight, but he's very yeah. technically good. He, he moves the ball well. He, he doesn't give up possession. You know, he progresses through the thirds with, with pretty pretty much ease. And for somebody of his age to be able to come in and, and, and he stamps his authority on the game. Um, as you probably saw against Villa, he was very aggressive. There's been a couple of times this season where he's, he's put himself about for, for a guy who's only like five foot six, five foot seven. Um, and, and he's doing really well. And I, it's nice to see because we've got a little Irish contingent now at Wolves. Yeah. So as you mentioned, Nathan Collins, we've got uh, Connor Ronan as well. Yeah. Um, so. It's it's the, it's it's nice to see him back in and around the squad because we haven't had a lot since um, Mick McCarthy days when we had Stephen Hunt, Stephen Ward, um, yeah, Robbie Keane, Doyler. Um, there was a lot of lads in there. Was, then. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the guys who is on this channel, Matt, is a big big fan of Nathan Collins to the extent that he would love Liverpool to go after Nathan Collins. As a long-term replacement for Joel, for Joel Matip, nope. I think uh, I think there's a lot of Wolves fans who who take the money right now. He's so marmite as a as a footballer. You think? Yeah. Well, how do you see him? Because I love him. I think he's a good good footballer. Um, I think uh, he's, he's, he's young. Well. He's raw. He he's not played many games. He, he, he really only played. I think he played probably half of Burnley's games last season. Um, but he he looks he looks good. But the he, problem is between channel, him, and, yeah. I was gonna say he loves to channel his inner Joel Matip and goes on a mazy wonder. Oh, him him and Kilman are both the same. The, <laughs> no, they, they they do like to carry the football, but I think the problem is is between him and Kilman they have got they haven't got much experience. Yeah, uh, and I think you see a lot of mistakes because of their being so young and so inexperienced within senior professional footballer uh, football. Sorry to. You know, you're going to see these things creeping. I think he will be a very good footballer. I think Man City was sniffing around him as well last summer. Um, and to see him become, um, you know, the, the all-time Irish um, record fee was, was yeah. not surprising. 
uh, Archie's asking there, how old is he? How old is Collins? I think he's only about 22. Yeah, 22, 23. He's yeah. about 22, 23. Mm. He's, he's yeah. really young, but like I said, he's really raw. My other, my, one of my favorite players outside of the Premier, outside of Liverpool, is at Wolves as well. And I was shocked to the core when you managed to get him was Joe Moutinho. I mean, Joe Moutinho to me is one of, he's probably a tier below Luka Modric, but he's that type of footballer that when I watched him when Wolves were in the championship, I was like, it was proper, you know, you hear the term men against boys and all that. Mm -hmm. But he was that few years younger uh, and he was just so good. You know, he was just so smooth. Uh, what are your impressions of him, the fact that you were able to get him in the first place? Well, that must have been the launch, really, for, for Wolves, because you were in the championship for a good bit. So Yeah, I mean, he, he joined he joined in our first season in the Prem for five mil. So we, we didn't have him in the championship. We had no yeah. but I thought you went, didn't you no. go down with him? No, 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 no. He, he joined in. He joined in the. First I, I, season, I honestly thought he was in the. He was in the championship, but no, I, think, just... I think I think Ruben was, wasn't he? I think Ruben, Ruben was, was, yeah. 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 Ruben well, was with he's us. Still, isn't Ruben still like twenty four? Yeah, yeah. He's only he's only he's only young just, still. It feels yeah, like he's been around football. It just feels yeah. like he's been around forever. <laughs> yeah, well, he made, I think he made his debut at eighteen yeah. under Lopetegui. Um, so or Bruno, it might have been Bruno Lage gave him his debut, but um, he's. Yeah, Moutinho, talking about him, he's, he's my favourite player to ever wear a wool shirt, to be honest. It's just, he's so classy. And like you say, if he was 10 years younger, and I think the other lad is, we got up front, Diego Costa, if he was 10 years younger, oh. we'd we'd have one hell of a team. Well, Diego and, and Costa is everyone's shit house. If he's, he's yours, you'd love him. But... Oh, yeah, he's, he's the one you'd love to have, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and Dick, I was asking, uh, how is Neto's injury coming along? Uh, yeah, he should be back uh, sort of February, March time. Um, it's not nothing too serious, but uh, he's just one of them who's, who's struggled in the last couple of years with, uh, with the broken platella when he, when he yeah, he split his horrible kneecap. Injury, that. Yeah. yeah, it's a horrible injury. But Intr- interesting way- shout there from Archie. What's that? Because I don't know of any player who divides opinion, fan opinion, more than Adama Triora. Yeah, oh, he's truly yeah. Marmite. He, he, he. The problem is, and we've been talking about it quite a lot today <coughs> in the, the our, our podcast um, group chat that um, he he doesn't have his his data is terrible, so he doesn't because we all know he doesn't score goals and, and he doesn't get assists. But and he, his two metrics that he's good at is he's, okay dribbling a little bit, but his aerial duels one he wins headers. Yeah. That's it. And and it it is utterly bizarre, um, and it's he's one of them. He's coming out of contract at the end of the season, so I I don't see him staying at Wolves next no. season. And well, he's, he's one of them. He's just got no consistency. Well, during got- the during the commentary of the Villa game, the commentator turned around and gave said something. I thought it was asked about the baby oil, and mm-hmm. the, and the commentator turned around and said the reason he does it apparently is because he's dislocated his shoulder. Yeah, and he's got real problems with his shoulder. That if players, when he goes past someone, the players grab his arms to try to pull him back. And yeah, the yeah. reason he rub he oils up his arms is so that they slip off and it protects his shoulder. That's yeah, why he it was. Does it. Um, it was against Tottenham a couple of years ago during the COVID season. Harry Kane um, pulled him to the ground. No, not and, Harry Kane. Yeah, not having it. What? Not having it. The English darling pulled down. 
Yeah. Pulled the dharma to the to the ground and pulled his arm clean out the socket, and he, he ain't been the same since. Oh, Jesus. oh, that's 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 a nice one. So <coughs> we were talking off air. Uh, so for you guys, you've got Forest on Wednesday in the quarterfinals of the EFL Cup, and then you've got the big mm-hmm. game against West Ham in the Premier League. Uh, I think it's at home, isn't it? I think it's at Wolves. Yeah. So, do you expect you guys to go strong because you only played? Was it Wednesday? Wednesday or Wednesday night, night. Wednesday night. So, Wednesday night, yeah. and I know your manager's not been happy with the gap in between the games. Uh, so, are you expecting you guys to go pretty much as strong as possible, or do you think are you expecting quite a lot of rotation? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking probably five five changes. I'd see the goalkeeper going out. Um, I think it'd be nice for you to see Joe Hodge. I think he'll start. I think Hodge will get get the start in that game, and and probably see a couple of the. Um, players in the defence maybe get changed around. I mean, that's probably a good thing for us. We can we, we can bring in Ryan Aitnuri, who's been fantastic. He's really good. He's fantastic really good. in recent games, and he's he's been kept out of the side by one hell of a uh, bueno. find in Hugo Bueno, um, yeah. who is another one who, who benefited from large being sacked, and, and you know these youth coaches coming in and looking after the team because he was given this opportunity and he's run with it and. It's refreshing to see, you know, us bring in and develop youth players and 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 create these, hopefully, brilliant players for the future. Cool. Okay, okay. Right, Kev, Luke, I'll give you an eleven, and then you tell me how many, how different you think your eleven would be. I've picked the side that has got one, two, three, five changes from the Brentford game, but we're only playing one game, one game a week. So that many. Yeah, so Allison in goal, Trent, Gomez, Canate, Robbo, Henderson, Fabinho, Curtis Jones, Salah, Nunes, Gakpo. I'm saying rest Thiago and Matto because then going to pick up an injury. It's one of them too. Yeah. Uh, Jones, I was putting in for a couple of reasons. Thiago needs to rest. Chamberlain, I think, needs to rest because he's doing three games back to back, which to be honest, I think that's the first time he's done that in about a year. So I think you're asking for trouble to make him do four. Cater, not be seen in training, so he's probably injured. He's either injured, sold, or broke his toenail or something. So Cater's probably out. And I think Elliot needs a break from the midfield because um, the lads are scapegoat for everything at the moment. So Pachetis is an option, but I thought because Jones is back fit, they want to get some minutes in him. And then Gakpo, yeah. why not start him? May as well. Well, go with Luke. What do you think? Oh. How many changes would you make? Something that's going to get me in trouble. Um, I I would have had one more change. I would have rested Salah, mm-hmm. made Elliot right yeah. wing, because for me mm-hmm. that's what I think is his. It's probably going to be his best position for Liverpool. Um, uh, the midfield three worked the last season for a bit until he got injured, and since then, since he's come back in, he's he's not really he's looked okay. But that, he just looks like yeah. I think it's got in, in the headlights, just like the games passing him by. Senior players aren't helping helping I think, him out. I think that's and a key thing. Been... I think that's a key thing you bring up there. I think there are too many senior players who um, aren't helping him out, or to us aren't talking through the game, which is what the pay. The now listen, don't get me wrong. I don't think he should start against Brentford. I'd have started a a, um, a cater or someone. To us, if he was fit, a Jones would have been, it would have suited him. This guy's well. I still think he could do a job for Liverpool in midfield three. As long as the other two are doing the job, which much means he's playing in the midfield three, he's playing as a number 10 as far up as possible. Well, um, to flip the other way, but I think he'll be on the bench. But for me, I'd have 
Elliot right wing. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he played right midfield against City and, uh, when we beat them 1-0 and played it really well. So he can do it, but he's a 19-year-old. So the, I always think 19-year-olds are never consistent. The ones who are, are messy. There aren't many 19-year-olds who are brilliant or the, or the Phil Foden. Do you know what I mean? They're that sort of level. So I also think Liverpool's problems aren't the 19-year-old Harvey Ellis. I think it's a lot more senior Bob not doing the jobs. Yeah, look, I, I agree That's with Kevin. Change. I agree with Kevin Ball. I think... Um... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Salah, Salah needs to get back into some kind of rhythm. He's been woefully out of form. For a long it's going time, under the radar, you know, um, it is, and it's going under the radio because the radar because of Darwin Nunes. The difference is Darwin is getting a lot more chances for himself, and but him and Salah when they're together do link up well. They do so link up well. But, there, is, there is something there, but I want to see Gakpo come into the mix. I'm not expecting the sun, moon, and stars for him from him, but the sooner he starts, the better. We need to see what we bought first and foremost. You know, there's only so much you can learn. People will learn from YouTube clips. Nobody's watched the Eredivisie religiously. And the games that were played for Holland, he was playing in a 5-2-3, which is completely mm. alien to anything that Liverpool plays. So we can't really judge him on that. So I mean, and this is a good test. He'll come up against... I'd imagine if it's not Nelson Semedo, who would play... Who would start um, right back? We're, we're, we're talking potentially a, a youngster for us called Dennis Lembeska, um, Joachim International, under 20. But I, I, I think it'd probably be Samado because Johnny Otto is not probably going to get the run. Hmm. Yeah. But so the only way it's going to be a but, test. The other thing I would say, exactly. Kev, is the bits of reading, I think, uh, distance, uh, the guy at Twitter candles, uh, distance covered, uh, he does stuff for the Echo. He was looking at some of the stuff around Gakpo. He said, one thing he's really good at is. He likes to get to the corner of the area and he, he loves this. He says it's like chipped cross to the back post. He said, which seems to be tailor made for someone who's six foot, who is basically noon is his size for a header. Yeah. And the other option they... would be to play I'd Look, I think if he starts, he starts wide left in his natural yeah. position because Klopp won't Nunes coach him in, in anything for a couple of months. He I won't coach do... him in anything. He'll just go and say, look, just go and play. The Diaz you know. treatment. But yeah, what, what you with, the only difference, I suppose, with him and Diaz is, um, which is a bonus for us, is Gakpo seems to, seems to have a really good grasp of the English, like of English, which yeah. I know Diaz is Diaz and Nunes are still learning the language. Yeah. So I suppose in some ways it will be easier for him to give them some instructions because he can obviously they both speak the same language, yeah. which does help. I mean, I want to see. I don't mind Curtis Jones playing in as left centre mid. He's good enough. And mm. uh, if he's available, you play him. Uh, there's no, there's no reason not to. I mean, the other three, the other front three Bege- should definitely start. The other shots for Jetic, who, to be fair, has played in all the cup games and he's done right. Yeah, he's, he's, done okay. he's, he's done. He's done okay. He struggled at City, but to be honest, I think everyone struggled away at City. To be honest, the other, the other argument would be to say, okay, Henderson starts in a six and Fabinho on the bench, mm. and maybe, but this was if Naby was available. 
You know, Which, I think you need two experienced, you know, proper centre mids to try because if Wolves go with Moutinho, Neves, and Nunes, then you know that's three ball playing centre mids who can dominate possession and create counter attacks. And if we leave glaring holes like we have been, we'll get picked off. You know, Huang He Chan is lightning quick and he loves a goal at Anfield. Mm. You know, so we know what he's all about. And Pedence, even if he's took a knock against Villa, if he's available, he's a really good player. You know, Diogo Costa, Diogo Costa, I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll start. I think uh, Cunha probably will get an hour. And what I watched of Cunha in the little cameo that he gave against Villa, he is such a Bobby Firmino clone. He he will run the channels. He will bring others into play. He's got a really good touch. I don't think he's going to be a prolific goal scorer, but I think he'll create space for others to flourish. And I think long-term, he'll be a really successful signing for, for Wolves. But mm-hmm. I, I can imagine he starts and gets an hour and... That'll be a test for Joe Gomez and Kanata, you know, to, to mind it. And to decide whether they go with him into midfield if he drops deep. That's why I think having someone like Henderson dropping in and around him would be good. Play Curtis on one side, Naby on the other side. Even Thiago, I wouldn't mind playing Thiago, because Thiago is the kind of player who when he starts games, when he's when he's playing week in, week out, game in, game out, he's fine. Mm. But it's it seems to me with Thiago is when it stops start. When he gets a run of games in him, he'll play 10 games on the bounce, no bother. I think Thiago will be on the bench, but I think he's done five straight games now. Yeah. I just, you, well, there's know, been a good gap well, between all of them. So. <laughs> Very tightly. It's, it's, well, I just hope we go strong. I just hope yeah. we go strong because I, I, as for the way the season looks like it's going to pan out. This is our only... This is it. Yeah, this is our only hope of silverware. We're not challenging for titles. and We've got Real Madrid in the knockout stages of the Champions League, which look... We'll do, we'll do well to get through get through there. We'll be really even at, balls sorry, out to get through there. Even at our best, it's hard to beat Real Madrid. Yeah, as we've seen. So I just hope we go strong, and but I think it'll be a really tough game. I really do. I was if if the, if Wolves can put together a ninety minutes like they put together that first forty five at Villa, and bear in mind Villa were Villa were tough nut against us as well. Mm. You know they had plenty of chances. So. Okay. Um, it's not right. going to be an easy game. Let's go score predictions then. And you know the rules. Predict your scorers as well. Uh, Jeffro, we'll let you go first. Confidence. Yeah, I've just, I've just, well, I've just had a quick look through Twitter, just some of the, because uh, we talked about the embargo. <coughs> so I've just read some comments from Lopetegui. It seems like he might go strong tomorrow. So okay. I was going to go with a loss, but I, and I did with a, on our preview show, but I'm going to go with a, I'll go 1 1 this to, and uh, I'll go Bobby Firmino and Cunha to both, both bag one each. Okay. Luke, he's going Sorry, to see one. Sorry, my cat just cut you. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2 1 Liverpool. I'll go Nunes, Gakpo, and Chang, the Wolves. Okay. Kev? Yeah, Luke, Nick, mine, 2 1. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll stick with I think I think we'll score. Um, I'll score first. <laughs> that was cool first. I think Curtis Jones gets one. And let's go with Cody for his debut as well. 
Oh, Red Steve's gone six nil. Goes to get the fourth. <laughs> just so you know, Jeffo, Red Steve has put that. Red Red Steve has put that prediction in now for the last three years. It's never come off. <laughs> I mean, Joe, I, Gomez, yeah, just, Joe Gomez has never scored for Liverpool. In his Joe career, Gomez has so. never scored for anybody. Full stop. He's never scored. A- a top flight goal, so stick it on. Up. You never know. Uh, uh, Bonk's gone 3 1. Uh, Nunes, Gakpo, Hen- Hendo. Uh, I had 3 1. I've got Nunes, Canate, Salah. Um, and I think Costa will score for Wolves. <laughs> and I think, I think it's good, but I think it'll be, I think if we get a third, it'll be a very late third. What's, what's, what's got you two laughing? Met, Mad's apple. Who, <laughs> hey, sorry? That was like. That was like the scene from The Man with Two Brains, Luke's cat walking across the screen. Oh, and they oh, my cat face, yeah. Uh, she's nifty. She's got good feet. Should... Rapid, so she'll be fine. Because she yeah. yeah. We're talking Slime. about centre mids. What did you, Jeffro, what did you make of the talk that came out about Matthias Nunes during the week? Because it, it's not it, exactly coming from Joe Bloggs on Twitter with uh, 79832 in their, in their profile. Yeah. They're coming from legit journalists. Yeah, it's sidestepping oh. me a little bit. And and I think a couple of you guys are asking about how he's played. I think at the start of the season, he struggled. But under large, I don't think he was really played in a position that he was effective um, since Lopetegui. What, what is he, first and foremost? What so he's a box. Box. What he he's, a, he's a midfielder, Kev. Yeah. A... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking so, to you. So he's, he's a very good box-to-box midfielder. He he is very press-resistant. Um he he can hold the ball. He turns really well for for somebody of his size because he, he's he's not a small lad. I think he's like six foot two, six foot three, but he turns really well with the ball. Drives well with it. Carries it 20, 30 yards. Opens up space for others around him. And it was a big coup when Wolves signed him. It, it, he shouldn't have been coming to a, a club at the level of we are. Uh, he should have been going to what to, to an elite level club. But to if if we have done a deal like was was um, talked about in the press, I think that that is um, something that a lot of Wolves fans are really going to be upset about. A, a lot of Wolves fans are still sore about Jota leaving to Liverpool, let alone selling our new prized asset Nunes. Um, but he is a player who would bring something different to yourselves. I think he he, he has a lot of qualities. Can he run? Yeah, he's great. There you go. No, no, no. There you go. He's got a lot of quality. So. That's, that, I know that sounds really basic, but that's a quality we haven't really got at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he covers a lot of ground during games. Yeah, he does. Uh, the bits I've... Look, I've got a theory on it. And go on, let's see your theory, Kev. I'll, I'll my, your my theory goes along the lines of we were heavily linked with him. Uh, we wanted him. But because of the squad numbers that we have and the fact that Ox got injured in pre-season, he was going to be sold. By the time we came back, a decision had to be made. Naby wouldn't leave. We couldn't sell Ox. We're stuck with the numbers that we have. So his agents would have come up with a workaround. And his connections with Wolves meant that the workaround is you take him for this price. Liverpool will take him for the next price. Liverpool will cover his wages for the year that he's with you. Plus you'll get a however many million on top for developing him for the 12 months and we get a player in 12 months time who's had a year's worth of experience in the league I think, bear in mind it's because of the two journalists that it's coming from if it was from anyone else 
I'd have written it off as absolute twaddle in this January transfer talk. Because one of them but is because the, uh, it's the Wolves, side, John Percy, it? and yeah. from is it Sam Wallace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not fly by nice, you know, journalists. They have really good context, especially in the Midlands. So mm-hmm. I, I just wonder if there is actual real legs in this. I can understand how the frustration where it will come from Wolves fans. I really genuinely can. You know, it's 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 like you've taken a massive gamble, but at the same time, you you've seen the type of player he is. You know that the vultures are going to come swirling in the summer anyway, <laughs> irrespective of if a deal's done with Liverpool or or anyone else, because the the domino effect of a Jude Bellingham move to wherever Jude goes means there's got to be money awash in football in the summer. And Dortmund will be looking to replace Bellingham with a Nunes-type player. And Dortmund will be cash-rich. So someone was going to come for him anyway. You know, it's it's just a case of if... I'd be really annoyed if I was a Wolves fan if there was a fixed fee. You know, if it was a case that Liverpool got first dibs, I'd say, okay, fair enough. You know, but if... um, if it was a case that there's a fixed fee already in place, because the figures they wouldn't know these journalists wouldn't quote figures unless they were told. Yeah, I think so. And I think especially you say it's John Percy, he's his word is law in the Midlands. And uh, Paul Joyce. Yeah. Paul Joyce of Liverpool, yeah. Paul yeah, Paul it's, Joyce it's worrying. It, like you say, it's worrying that, that we we do something like that. But are you going to thinking about Bellingham? Is it, is it something that you know you guys are going to bring in Bellingham and Nunes next next summer? I think we, I think the way, the way that Liverpool are set up at the minute, when we've got the likes of Ox, Naby, James Milner, all Bellum. leaving the club, potentially forget, Bobby Firmino leaving the club as well. Don't, don't forget Arthur Bellow. But those 13 minutes were brilliant. But it's it's a big chunk of wages that are also leaving the mm-hmm. club. But yeah. that's five players potentially out the door in January. We have to buy someone. And if it's a case of you... Yeah, we have to buy at least three centimates mm. in the summer. And it doesn't matter whether if one of them is due Bellingham or not. We have to bring in three centimates. And you'd be looking to bring... We've all said for, for the whole season... The age gap that we've got, the age profile from 18 to 22, we're good. We've got nobody 22 to 28 in midfield. Mm -hmm. And we've got 28 to 32 locked off in Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho. It's that middle bracket that we're desperate to to fill in. Those experienced centre mids who could kick on to be something, you know, the B-plus players, who Klopp could maybe develop to be an A plus standard, you know, like he's he's got a proven track record of doing that. And oh, Nunes is, is that Nunes is that is that caliber of player? I think. I think he's oh, worst, oh, yeah. oh, case, you know, they, oh, case, they stay at the level they are, but that's still a a useful that's, squad option that you can just, drop. If in you're and challenging you go, for and you a title, go, I, know, I know what they can do. Yeah, you if know. you're challenging for a title, you need a squad with five or six of those type of midfielders. Box to box, high energy, get their foot in, can press resistant, can play a plus, good vision, stays healthy. Okay. You know, to win a title, you need six of them. You know, and we just don't have three, let alone six. No. Cool. Right. Before we go, then, 
Um, if you can hit the like button and you know subscribe, that'd that'd be grand. Uh, and in case you haven't seen it on our socials, um, going live on Monday, we're we're doing our next charity fundraiser, which is towards breast cancer awareness. So there are eleven ladies who are running the Dublin Marathon for breast cancer. So we'll we'll give you we'll have all, the, all the details on Monday, but there will be a GoFundMe page. You know, so the idea is we're trying to get as much money as we can to help these help these ladies who are you know running for a great cause. You know, as we've unfortunately seen with Jennifer Viali today, cancer's a bastard. There's no nice way of putting it. So this, I mean, listen, doing a marathon just fills me with dread. I couldn't. So so fair play to all eleven because you definitely want to get me to. But apparently, Gav's twelfth man. So you know, if uh, one of them drop out, I assume Gav's. Gav's next on the list to do the run. So I'll tell you what, there's going to be a spot on that Dublin City Marathon outside the pub where I'm going to sit there and I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to get up to Dublin and I'm just going to sit there. Gav and Phil are in there. Phil is probably mad enough to do it. But Phil's probably um, Phil's probably the only fit enough to do it as well. Yeah, true, us, let's be true, honest. To be fair. But yeah, it's the GoFundMe is the actual GoFundMe is live. If you check on the LSE Day Trippers Twitter feed, it's a pin tweet. And um that's live. If you can donate, please do. If not, please just share. You know, copy the link into your socials and just tell people. It's all we ever ask. You know, if you if you could donate, please do. Be great, but please share it around to everyone. We'll never apologize for plugging this. It's going to get plugged in every single show from now until whenever the drive ends. So it's just the way it is. Exactly. Laszlo has hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I can't read that. Uh, can't spare though. Yeah, Jeffo, um, thanks for coming yeah. on the show. Really yeah. good having you on. Um, where can everyone find you? Uh, so yeah, I'm on um, Twitter, Instagram, all all through the Jeffo show. Um, so I'm generally shit posting about wolves or you know talking about uh, wrestling if you're into that kind of thing. Um, oh, so... now you said it. Now you said it. I'm standing back. So yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. How's your UFC game, Jeffa? UFC not great. I mean, a few of the lads on on there um, on Wolves Fancast are into UFC. We've got the the, the Cage Fighting podcast as well, um, which which they do. Um, oh, I say Luke's Luke's, Luke's just, yeah, yeah Luke's Luke. eyeline just yeah, just my, right. Eyes ears are bricked up when you said UFC. Eyes and ears are <laughs> Luke's our UFC man. Although to be fair, Luke, my my UFC prediction record still pretty good. To be fair. It's better than some of you supposed experts, which is oh, yeah. quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, all socials. Just if you search your phone, you'll find me. Awesome, uh, and I'll, I'll gladly talk to anyone. So if anyone wants to give me some some banter or abuse, I'll I'll, I'll give it you back twice. Uh, <laughs> no, only joking. <laughs> That's just Kev. We're gonna deal with Kev. That's the one. I'm nice. I'm nice. Not social media, Kev. You. Not social media, Kev. because <laughs> Kevin's social media is anarchy. So and so. Well, I don't know. I don't know. The podcast wasn't much different. Anyway, on that happy note, um, thanks all for watching. Please like, subscribe, and you way out. Uh, rest of the week, it's uh, is it me and you tomorrow, Kev? Me and you tomorrow night, yeah. Me and you tomorrow, post match, post match, full time Reds. Hopefully, it's better than the Brentford one. Can't be worse. Can't well, be worse. I don't say, don't, don't tell me. <laughs> not, not at home. <laughs> not at home. Oh, my be. I've got a can, I got a fridge full of Guinness, man. If it's worse, believe me, I'm getting through the whole lot. Yeah, I'm getting through <laughs> yeah. all of it. Fair enough. And then on Sunday, it's uh, Fatback 4 uh, with not Gav. Gav's on holiday. Gav. Gav's on holiday. So, but Fatback 4, and then the whole cycle starts again. So, listen, yeah. take care of yourselves. Thanks for watching. We'll speak to you all very, very soon.
Sports Social Podcast Network.